Good morning, Elizabeth. Morning, Scotty. I wanted to say it real quick because she just took a bite of something. And I, I did. Finish up. <laughs> Quickly swallowed it, though. Finish up chewing it. Welcome to Liz and Scotty's Potty. Uh, that's Liz. I'm Scotty from Today's Best Country, Clear 99. And we've been talking about this through the morning. Uh, and we haven't done this before, but it may be something fun to do. We'd even kicked around maybe doing it with Yellowstone episodes. But uh, Ozark on Netflix dropped this weekend. And if you are anything like us, whenever you watch a show like that, you just want to talk about it. Um, and it's the kind of thing that we, we love talking with Clear 99 listeners about. But at the same time, so many spoilers and that sort of thing, we really can't do it on the radio. Well, a, a podcast is perfect for that. In fact, there are some podcasts that are nothing but that. So we thought, well, what the heck? Let's just get on here and talk about Ozark a little bit. Now, first of all, season four, seven episodes. Um, there are seven more episodes to come. We don't know when, although, Liz, you've got uh, what some people are thinking is a good guess, right? Yeah. So Jason Bateman, who plays Marty Bird, first said that it won't be too far spread apart between part one and part two. But then I was looking further, and it looks like in order to be nominated for an Emmy, you have to have the full season out by, like, May 30th or whatever, the end of May. Right. So... They have to have it by then in order to be nominated for an Emmy, which I'm assuming they will want, yeah. especially because it's the last season. Yeah. So here's to hoping that it will be coming out very soon. Okay. So when it uh, when it came out on Friday, Liz uh, went home. I didn't think I would get through all of them because my history, and we, we got into this again on the radio, with Ozark is that I love it, but it's very dark, and I can only do one, maybe two at a time, and then I've, I've got to walk away from it. It's just kind of heavy. Yeah. On me, but I get a text from Liz, uh, some point Saturday afternoon saying, done. <laughs> Let me know when you finish it so we can talk about it. And I think by that point I had watched two or three and I thought, well, I'll probably finish the rest of them this week. Well, then I watched a couple of more. And because of the fact that there's just so much going on in the show wears me out at some point, I was like, I just want to finish it. I don't want this dragging on. So I ended up watching uh, all seven episodes as well. And the first thing that Liz mentioned to me when uh, we talked about it a little bit this weekend was the opening scene. And, and as if you don't know, there are spoilers coming. So if you haven't seen it and want to, um, this is your last warning. Press pause. Yeah. But uh, the opening scene where they're driving down the road in a minivan, you don't really know what's going on, although everybody seems to be getting along okay. Yeah, and it sounds like... Almost everything's wrapped up, like they're headed back to Chicago. Right. And then there is a horrific car accident. Now, your first thought in mm -hmm. this on the car accident was what? I thought that is how the first part of this season was going to end. Right. And so it was going to leave us on that cliffhanger for the next part. I have to say that that really kind of gave me uh, a good feeling because that got stuck in my head. And then any time one of those four started to get in trouble this season, oh. I thought, well, no, they're they're in that car, so they're not going to die here. Good point. Didn't even think about that. And obviously, it's one of those shows where they're not afraid to kill off a main character either, um, which is, I don't want to say it's new to TV. I remember 24. I was a big 24 fan. Yeah. And that was the first show that I remember them not being afraid to kill off a character that you like. And nowadays, all the shows do it, you know, these days. So it's it's never a huge surprise. But man, in one like this, that's one of the reasons you're on pins and needles because you're like, they're going to kill somebody. Yeah, exactly. No one's safe. Yeah. 
So just your overall perspective, uh, did you like it as much as season three or two? Or did were, was it what you expected as we got yeah, into it? Yeah, I liked the like seven episode chunk. I, I felt like it went a lot quicker than the 10 episodes do, obviously. But for me, season three wasn't as enjoyable as like season one and season two. So this, I felt like it picked up a little bit. How okay. about you? Uh, I, it was, it's been so long, it was hard for me to remember. I was trying to think as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got to the point where, you know what, you're just enjoying it. Don't worry about it. So I, yeah, I kind of put it out of my mind a little bit. One of the questions that popped in my head as I was watching was, who do you think is the best character mm-hmm. on the TV show? I would say Ruth, hands down. Okay. Okay. Because she, like, so many of these characters do, but she plays it really well where she has really good qualities about her and she has really bad qualities about her. Mm-hmm. And you just want to root for her because she's the underdog of the entire situation. Yeah. yeah. And she, the, the actress that plays her is just fantastic. She she shows that conflict so well yes. of of wanting to be good but knowing that she's got to be strong and a ba double crooked letter sometimes yeah you know, and, and she's so loyal too right that it's like almost to a fault and i love that like watching her struggle between like her family marty and like wanting to grow up on her own right too. right and and her in that last scene or that last couple of scenes was just fantastic i was looking at her and i was thinking emmys i'm like she's got to get nominated for for an emmy for this when she walks into the house with the gun and starts yelling at marty and does that one extended screaming thing i'm like that's one of the Mm -hmm. coolest things i've seen on tv in a long time it's sitting goosebumps like up my up my spine because yeah it was absolutely fantastic and i really liked how they directed it edited whatever where you don't see her discovering that her cousin was just killed. You just see her leaving quickly in the truck, and then you see her reaction for the very first time at Marty's, and it's just a fantastic, like, she is so angry, and it's so good. I was thinking, to me, the the two best characters, and you could could change my mind probably, arguing with me, but Darlene Mm. Mm -hmm. and Ruth. To me, are 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 the two really really good characters. Now, that created a problem for me because when Darlene got shot, and then uh, and of course the kid, the boy got shot. Wyatt got shot too. And then when Ruth gets to the door to take him the little present that she was putting together, and she's knocking on it, and then I was afraid they were going to kill off Ruth right there too. Oh wow! And and part of me was thinking, no, they wouldn't do darlene and ruth this close together but the fact that they would kill darlene when she is such a great character i mean she gives me the heebie-jeebies and it's a tv show (laughs) when she gets that fiery look in her eyes like when she's really really angry she scares me through the tv and so i thought if they'll kill darlene they might kill ruth too so i was kind of afraid that maybe javi was hanging around in the house or something, and, and that Ruth was going to walk in and get it, too. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, she didn't. Yeah. Ruth is safe as of right now. As of right now. Okay. Um, another Ruth thing that Liz and I kind of kicked around today are uh, Ruth romances. Yes. Because uh, last season, she got hooked up with uh, with Wendy's brother, mm-hmm. um, and now he's dead. 
and you seem to think that there might be another romance for her. Yeah. The like last episode especially, I felt like something was budding between her and the Kansas City mob's son. Frank Jr.? Frank Jr., yes, because when she calls him, blaming him for um, Wyatt's death as well as Darlene's, he's like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to you. Like, right. I, I offered for you to run away with me. And, like, he's just really, really kind to her in a way that we have not seen him before. Right. Because so like, oh. he beat her around in, in yeah. season three. Yeah, and he apologized for that yeah. earlier on in the season. So I was like, maybe there's something there. Yeah, they, they kind of had a little moment. Again, one of those things where Ruth has got that hard shell on all the time, but at times she lets it down. Mm-hmm. Even to the point sometimes where I wonder, okay, is she just trying to set him up? Is that why she's letting it down? But the two of them just kind of standing there talking, and he said, hey, I'm really sorry for beating you up the way I did. And you can kind of see her melting a little bit, and it's, again, great actress. She just kind of shows how it kind of slowly drops, and then she's like, well, you know, I shouldn't have blah, 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 yeah. whatever that was. So that's kind of interesting. I'll, I'll have to say this. I, for a minute, I thought maybe, partly because Ruth is so young, yeah, it's it's hard to remember that she is like nineteen twenty. I think is what her character is right yeah. now. Well, for for about a split second, I I thought maybe that Ruth and Jonah were gonna okay. have a little hookup session. I don't know, just because she was kind of taking him in like one of her, fa- you know, just like one of those little brothers. Yeah. Um, but that passed pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't think. And 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 speaking of Jonah's storyline, I struggled with this a little bit too. Um, because when I used to watch The Sopranos, and I came very, very, very late to The Sopranos. I did not see it when it was on TV. I, I got it in DVDs that we used to pass around here at work and and that sort of thing. I used to get so tired of The Sopranos kids' storylines. I just didn't care. And part of that, I love mob stuff, and so I I, I just wanted to get back to you know, Tony and Paulie and, and, yeah. and, and the mob thing. So the kids thing, just, and I know that they affected the other parts of the storylines but it just got to the point where I'm like i don't care let's get back i was starting to get that way with jonah a little bit that makes sense not that i don't like i like jonah's character and i think he i think he's he's very much underplayed and i think maybe that was a part with tony soprano's kid he just i don't know he was just annoying i don't find jonah annoying but it's that teenage angst oh i'm gonna not do what my parents do and i just kind of want like god can we get past this right right just like do what wendy says and like right. let's put that problem to bed right kind of thing i get that it, to me though it kind of felt like a little bit a little bit of comic relief because you got to see jason bateman be really really kind to him yeah. and like he was almost proud that jonah was you know <laughs> yeah. laundering money at 14 right. so I, I see where you're coming from. I didn't fully find it as frustrating, Sasha annoying. Yeah, and I it didn't get to the point of Sopranos, but it, it okay. kept popping in my head where, yeah. you know, they'd start doing something with him, and I'd be like, and I think maybe part of it is because it's one of those shows in borderline frustrating. I don't want to call it frustrating because I enjoy the show so much. I I find myself, and I did watching one of the seven episodes. I don't know which one it was. I'm like, can we have 20 minutes where everything's okay with this family? Because it's always the something new, which right. obviously is what drives the drama and makes it a great show. But I'm like, I need a break. Can we just have everybody on the same page? And even though you know it's not going to end necessarily that way, can we just have a few minutes? 
And so every time they would show him and he was doing anti what his parents needed him to do, and I was just that was just another thing where I'm like, God, come on. Get in line, Jonah. <laughs> right. Get in line. Be part of the team. Now, Liz also mentioned uh, you liked a couple of character things. Yes. Number one, you really were glad that they brought back the FBI lady. Yes. As a character or kept her story going. Yes. I really liked her. I think she was like such a like powerful woman figure throughout the last season or she was trying to be that person and i really like that she's so black and white by the book and then she's put into this situation where it's nothing of the sort it's like all gray and she's trying to do the best she possibly can but she's torn in so many different directions yeah and you also liked javi yes um which was the the drug dealer's nephew Mm -hmm. he kind of came on strong and and Definitely shakes things up because you're wondering where is he at between the drug dealer and, yeah. and Na- Omar uh, Navarro and the birds and who's lying to who. And- yeah, and I really kind of liked how Omar, you show, you got to see a little bit of um, weakness. Right. Because he's just been this really, really scary dude for the past three seasons. And right. now you got to see like his uh, cartel not kind of crumbling, but he realizes that he's getting older and there's this new young buck in town that really is chomping at the bit to take over yeah, for him. Yeah. And I thought Javi was fantastic. He was hot-headed and scary. And, like, he was around a lot more than Omar because Omar obviously couldn't really come to the United States as much. Right. So he was, you know, bopping around a lot more, and I liked that. Yeah. And a reminder, too, I think I had forgotten how Marty got all involved in all of this. And it's because his partner from the first season was hooked up with Omar and he was doing it just trying to keep his families. I'd kind of forgotten that that's how they were connected. Yeah, but they did flashbacks, which was nice. Yes, they did some of those this episode. Now, back to uh, Maya. Yes. Uh, One of the the big, big twists at the end, Maya goes rogue after everybody, they, they work out their deal with Omar, everything's fine, and then... And again, great, I'm not a cinematic guy by any means, but as Omar is pulling up to the airport and all of a sudden you see the flashing lights through the rear view mirror oh. start coming up because Maya had decided to go against the thing, the deal that they had set with the big honcho FBI people and have him arrested. Yeah. And it was so funny because as I, as I was watching the police come for him I was yelling, Rod, just get on that plane and go, like, go back to Mexico, which is interesting because he is a bad guy. But then, yeah, you see Maya come out of that police vehicle. And I was like, oh, Maya, why did you do this? Everything was going to be okay. Omar really liked the birds. And now Omar's pissed off. And now Javi's going to come for them. So it's just now even more problems. And and trying to figure out why did Maya do that? Yes. Which, obviously, you, you would hope that in the next seven episodes we'll figure it out. But it just, I mean, it it almost seems like there had to be something stronger than just the fact that she's a black and white person, you know, yeah. right and wrong. There had to be, it has to be something because she's beyond so, that. She's so tight with Marty. Like, well, I, I honestly felt like their relationship was really good throughout the entire season. Yeah. And... She is a great FBI employee that that wants to do what her, you know, superiors superiors think that she should do, too. So, 
and having to know that that would put her family in jeopardy too. Right. Her newborn baby. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm very interested in that, and I hope they like really dive in. Yeah. Let's go back real quick. Okay. Another one that I was thinking of, um, Wendy's dad. Yes. Who's played by Richard Thomas, John Boy from the Waltons. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure where that was going. I, I feel like there's more to that coming. I, I feel like they were setting up a lot of things that weren't answered, so I can't see that character just going away. Oh, okay. So maybe like he'll pose some problems for Wendy or something like that? Somehow. I don't know how. You know, I mean, it, obviously they were talking about his connection to the church and like when that uh, that private investigator, which is another yeah. interesting little wrinkle um, in these these episodes, he mentioned the the church to him. Like, uh, did you mention this to the church folks? And then as when they're in the diner and Wendy's oh. like, oh, yeah, the church, you can't do anything without the... For a minute, I thought maybe he was a preacher. He was like a pastor. But then she says... Well, I guess he still could be. She says, are you and pastor so-and-so still drinking, buddy? Yeah. So I was thinking the pastor of that church, but maybe he's a pastor too, and he's these two pastors are drinking buddies. So I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that's a good good potential. But I wasn't sure where that was going and if it's going, and I I wasn't that interested in it. Yeah. But they, they left enough kind of open lines there that you think that's going to have to come back right yeah probably same with the private investigator yeah i was like go away we don't need you there's enough problems that's, you're just like a little ant compared to the navarro cartel yeah. but that, that's another part of that where i'm like just give me a break stop <laughs> yeah. stop bringing more people into this who are making it more difficult yeah but i guess we'll see what happens in the next season so uh that's a little something to look forward to um, in the next episodes, do you have any guesses yeah. as where you think this is going? Yes. W- what do you think? So going back to the car crash, I now think that it is going to be the end of the show itself. Now, I hope it's like this, the episode before the last one or something where we'll get a little bit more closure after the car crash. But because things seemed so good in that car and everybody was like relieved and smiling and then it happened, I'm sure not all four of them are going to make it out. Yeah. And then I wonder who is going to make it out and what they do after that. Okay. So that's that's my guess. You see a spinoff? Uh, I don't... I know Jason Bateman's done and I don't know if they can do a really great show without Jason Bateman. In right. That. Yeah. Yeah, you, it would be hard to imagine that, any, that all four people walk away from that car wreck. Yeah. And if you look, for some reason it really sticks out in my head, you can see Charlotte in the back, like, hanging. Really? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, Eagle Eye Liz, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. So I want, yeah, it, they just look, obviously, banged up because they flipped that car multiple times. Right. So, yeah, the way that the show goes, I'm sure not all four of them are going to walk out, but maybe, like, they'll do, um, you know, in the future by six months or something, and the remaining family members, whoever they are, are in Chicago or somewhere completely different, just trying to live a normal life. I didn't think about this until right this second, but you remember um, when Charlotte and Jonah were sitting in the mausoleum waiting things out? Yes. And... She talked about you and I might just go somewhere. We might go to the Pacific yeah. Northwest and change our names. And 
I wonder if that's the thing after that car wreck that you talk about six months later, you know, flash yeah. forward, and all of a sudden you see these two. I don't, I don't know that I buy that, but it just popped into my head. You're with, so right. With her saying that. I just got goosebumps. That would be a really good ending if Marty and Wendy both die, and then Charlotte and, and Jonah go off by themselves. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Interesting. Anything else you can think of before we wrap yeah. this thing up? No, I think that's about covers it. I mean... Your reaction to when Wyatt and Darlene are shot right after the wedding, what was your first reaction? I know I wasn't shocked. You, okay. you just kind of felt like that was coming. When you saw Javi, you were like, oh, they're done for? Yeah. Because he's been wanting to kill her for, you know, yeah. two or three episodes now. <laughs> yeah. When we saw it, Will screamed. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah. I can't believe they shot Darlene. But, yeah. Well, and then when Darlene shot Frank, oh yeah, I wasn't really shocked by that either. You know, when Frank comes to Darlene's house and he's just letting her have it, and she walks away, I was sitting there thinking she's going back to get the shotgun. Right, right. I was like, why did you let her out of your sight? That yeah. was dumb of you. Yeah, she her best friend is that shotgun. She just shot your son a couple seasons ago. Right. Uh, so, yeah, crazy craziness. Yeah, and and I think the the Darlene getting shots one thing, but Wyatt getting shot. Then that leads to the whole Ruth and that wonderful couple of wonderful scenes, just her losing her mind. And that may be the biggest question now. Well, that's one of the big ones. What is, what's she going to do? Yeah. Because what she could do, she could get in there and screw up things for, for Wendy and and Jason Bateman, Marty. Now I'm hoping, I just thought of this. I'm hoping Ruth kills Javi. How cool would that be? Yeah. And then that would kind of solve a lot of problems for Marty and Wendy because Javi is more of a problem to them as of right now than um, Omar is. Yeah, than Omar. Yeah. So maybe that happens because Ruth, Ruth could do it. I have faith in Ruth. Well, yes. Uh, yes <laughs> is the short answer. I, I think up until that point, I don't know that. Ruth was a killer, and I, I feel I feel like she was involved in some. And I'm I'm a little foggy in some of the other episodes, and I I know. Well, that she, she killed her dad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, yes, she could. But I, she absolutely could kill Hobbs. But yes, now the, now that she knows who he is and he flipped. did it, yeah. Yeah. And she's just out of her mind. Right. Yeah, but that's it. That's all. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's the other thing about a show like this is it, we. As you and I are sitting here talking, more stuff's popping in my head. I know as we go along during the next week, more stuff's going to pop in. Anyway, if you've got thoughts, uh, there's really no way for you to call the podcast. But you know what? You want to shoot us a text message, shoot us an email. Uh, you can just email me, scottc at zrgmail.com. I'll make sure Liz sees it and we can maybe just communicate by email <laughs> a little bit. And, and uh, by all means, uh, if we hear something and if you hear something about uh, the next season of Ozark coming... Uh, let us know, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be plenty of heads up, because this one snuck up on me. Hmm. Liz mentioned it last week, and I was like, how did I miss out on the fact that it was coming Friday? Yeah. And I'd remembered seeing that teaser trailer, which showed you absolutely nothing, um, several weeks ago, but it had just by that point, it slipped my mind. So. Yeah. I hope that they really promote the heck out of the last part of this season. I think they so, thank you for uh, finding this podcast. We we hadn't done one like this before. As we said, we 
We got the idea maybe right at the end of Yellowstone, and it was too late to just kind of do a Monday morning recap because we don't want to do it on the air because, you know, a lot of people aren't watching it, and, you know, they record it or whatever. So this might be a venue for doing that, but thanks for searching us out and finding us however you did it. It's available wherever you find your podcast. Just look for Clear 99 On Demand, and then Liz and Scotty's Potty is a part of that. And as always, you can find it as well online at clear99.com. Hey, I just wanted to say it is so great hearing your guys' voice again after almost two months in quarantine. Well, oh my goodness, oh. that's a long time in quarantine. Yeah, COVID just kind of kept going around the house with my kids, so. I see. Makes total sense. Well, thank you for listening to us and welcome out of quarantine. Yes, you guys made my day this morning. Aww. Well, good. Do you not have a radio in the house? Um, well, my kids were fighting over the TV, so I let one of them <laughs> have my phone and the other have the TV. Uh, that makes total uh, sense. Got to keep peace in quarantine. Yeah. It's a clear country morning.